All right. Oh, God damn son of a... You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I hear you. Oh, okay. Heenbro Show. Hey, welcome back, folks, to Heenahan Brother Show. Or Heenbrow Show, as Heenbrow, you put yeah. in that Instagram yes, comment I, earlier I did. today. Well, I'm just... I'm going to blame uh, autocorrect, even though I put it all in one Blaming word. Blaming others so for your mistakes. What else is new? Yeah, you know, for that old National Sibling Day and... Uh, I mean, hey, I plugged it. It's true. It yeah. A, what a great more, photo. More than what I did. <laughs> what a great photo, too, me and you. Uh, I believe that's our cousin Madeline Dunleavy's christening is what that. Nice. Matching we had, sunglasses, matching get-up. Matching croquis, yeah, sunglass croquis to our belts. Yes. Did you have the blue and I had the the hot pink? I think that's what it was. I had orange. Or no, there's blue. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, it was blue color. and orange. I have no idea. I mean, we were destined to love dumb and dumb. Could dumber very then, well huh? have been pink though, because it I think was it was the, hot orange. Was the, you know what was pink? What? And was the hel- the first bike helmets we had? One yes. of us had a pink bike helmet. A very nineties themed. Oh, so goddamn. Like, that 90s. was like the heart of it too. Like that. That. What she she was born in what ninety one ninety two so like that yeah that's a, that's when the nineties truly started to become the the nineties oh wasn't yeah the 80s it was yeah it wasn't yeah no it, it was, was the nineties like, full on the neon rollerblading yeah fucking you know Bill Tommy Cl- Hilfiger jeans with the let's get Bill Clinton in office kind of thing yeah he's he plays the saxophone. He's very, he's very big in the urban community. They asked me about pot. Meanwhile, he's having sex with fourteen-year-old girls at that point. And meanwhile, he likes his cigars soaked in pussy juice. Oh but, okay, God, all right. What a that was wacko. that. What a start. Um, wow. Also, the funny Casey loves that photo because she goes, "I can't get over how short." Which photo of the one? Oh, okay. I just thought we were okay. back. Back to the Woo! National Siblings Day oh, okay. Instagram post is she can't get over how short my torso is. Like, I literally don't have, like, <laughs> my belt is, like, literally to my nipples, and then, like, there's... It's a little bit wider shirt. And I, like, like, have barely have a white shirt in my... <laughs> but the sleeves of the shirt go down to, like, go down to my wrists. I mean, we were styling and profiling. That's great. Well, we weren't. It was it was our... Well, we, we were just pulling it off. I, it was mom and dad who figured out, hey, we should match their sunglasses to their belts. Oh, yeah. That was pimping. Pretty key. So, if you want to check that out, which... Pretty sure anyone listening now probably either well either follows on Instagram or too old to you've have never, Instagram. You've never plugged your Instagram, I don't think. At Seenheen. Three E's for both. Three E's for both. Three E's. Three E's. An S and H and two N's. Um. Yeah, like I said, episode thirty-five, the Kevin Durant episode. I don't know. I don't know. Do we look to see? Can you think of NBA. anything? I didn't look at. I only looked at NBA. I didn't really look around. There's got to be. There, there's definitely a baseball player or someone out there. Oh, there's like a running back, like a ran. What was? Oh no, Mike Allstott was forty. There's got to be like a random fullback that was thirty-five, or like a safety. Um. Yeah. Well. Oh. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, Miguel Cabrera. Bryce Harper isn't thirty-five. I oh, think he's okay. thirty. He's thirty-four. Yeah, thirty-four. But oh, okay. Paul baseball Pierce was doing the matter yeah. last episode. Speaking of sports, I think what we find out tonight what the final seedings oh. of the NBA is going to be, I think. Because working up at NBC Sports Boston today, we're like, oh, like, let me get a head start on the weekend. And it's, you ask anybody all the way up to like the higher up, they're like, yeah, we have no idea what we're airing or like what's going on because we need to, because literally the NBA games need to play out tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For them to. They play again tonight, I think. And. 
and then like everyone else plays their games and then that's the last game of the season so then the opponents will be the playoff opponents will be uh sorted i know no one's gonna yeah because the Cavs aren't gonna come up on the celtics they're definitely the number two it's just yeah, Celtics are definitely the number two. It's and the, Toronto's number the, one the seventh is, is, seed. Yeah, who they're going to play. Because in both sides, Western and the Eastern conferences, it's like those last couple spots are like coming down to literally tonight. You who love seeing that what? shit. Yeah, exactly. So it's up to either the Bucks, the Heat, or the Wizards. Uh, the Celtics will see. So mm, that I'd rather not interesting. I'd rather not see the Wizards based on the, the trouncing that they had. But... A, I went from being like super gung ho about obviously the Celtics. Like, I mean, I watched, I probably watched more Celtics games this year than I have probably in any other season. And pretty, pretty dedicated to like watching the games. I'd like, you know, if there was the West Coast games, I'd be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to bed. But if it was an East Coast game, I'm like, no, I'm watching it. You know, if the girl, you know, my other room, Casey and my other roommate are watching something downstairs, whatever, I'll go upstairs. Or they want to go upstairs and watch their own show. All right, I'll stay down here and watch. But now that the Red Sox have started, I'm like, oh, there's also a Celtics game tonight. And, you know, leading up to it, I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, yeah. <laughs> like sports, sports, sports. Yeah, sports all over And the then place. the Red Sox had their first game against the Yankees last night. And I'm like, well, the first real game of the season. It seemed like too, I guess. Well, that's you know, what everyone was saying opener, is, but... Oh yeah. The, the Red Sox are off to their best start ever in, in organization history with a seven and one or whatever, seven and one start where they played the Rays and the Marlins, like the two worst teams. So like, especially the, the fucking Yankees fans are like, let's see. And they pl- until they play like real competition. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 14 to one, 14, 14 to one. They score. Ooh-wee. They just dice up Severino. Yes, Chris sale did. does great. And you know what? Judge hit a solo home run off of. I don't even know if that was off sale. I think that was off a uh, the the reliever that came in. And it's like, yeah, because he grooved a breaking ball that didn't break. So if he if Judge didn't hit a home run off that, it's like, all right, well now you suck. But he doesn't. Yeah, the guy left it out there. And you know it's great seeing John Carlos Stanton get that huge fucking contract and all this play around him, and he becomes the first player in the live ball era, as they say, <laughs> to do to have. Two separate games in a season to have to go 0 for 5 with five strikeouts and not a single hit in the live ball era. No hits, five strikeouts. Isn't that called two like, separate when, games. You do it for, when you do it four times? It's called the Golden Sombrero. What is it called when you do it five times? Uh, John, the John Carlo now because he's literally the only one that's done it twice ever in like modern baseball. And sure enough, he struck out in two. Two times before, but then he then he got like a double and a single. What's your feeling on um, baseball commentators calling strikeouts fans? Well, they fanned three times. Get up there and fanned. It's like get you got to see get once a game. Oh, maybe. Oh, I hate when they overuse. Or like it. in a thing like, and Chris Sale goes to the bullpen after fan and eight and only one oh, hit. Like only it's it is bad. I it get, is bad. I get that you don't, don't want to say the same stuff over and over, but there's just somewhere you're just like, come but on. But if there's any sport that has more adjectives about what goes <laughs> on, it's baseball. You can come up with a, and he left the game with eight sit downs or like eight you know sit what I mean? downs. Like you can yeah. come up with so many more things. <laughs> Fans can only you can only use that like once, once again, once every, twice every three games. I'll put, I'll cap it at that. It is, uh, but it was really nice seeing the the Red Sox get on top of the Yankees like that. I mean, not just like 
a game, a good game. I mean, that was an ass kicking, and it was great. I wonder how long this, uh, or if it if it ever ends at all, but of this personality trait of Alex Cora being a, you know, I'm a very open manager. You know, I guess we were used to John Farrell always being, oh, I knew, I knew that rule, I knew it, or I, I knew that. Or like, uh, that's or just the decision just, we made. Yeah, like, oh, that's what we made, and that, that's the decision I made, and that's what we went with. You know, and he was always very bullish or, or bullheadish or, or fatheadish or whatever you want to. No, thick-headed. I don't know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, no, all those actually work. All those actually um, work. They all, all sort of mean something. They're uh, all sort of in the same vein, but they all work. Because I, I'm i honest with you, I don't remember as much the beginning of John Farrell's career as a Red Sox manager. I think he was always like that. You know, he was always on, you know, the buttoned up, I'm going to say what I need to say, you know, in all those initial interviews and the, the press conferences. And he always had been that. You know, almost surly, angry. You know, you try to call reserved him out for something, in a like, way. Hey, you know, let's talk about the base running. Our base running it just hasn't been very good lately, but it's been it's going to be fine. It's something that like, we're no, going to no, be no, working it's, on. It's actually an ongoing issue, and we yeah. want to discuss. You know, so my question to you is, how long does this open this? Because it is good to see in a manager. Yes, it's his. You know, it's his first season ever being a you know a, a, the head manager, uh, a, gener- yeah, a general manager. Yeah. Um, but it is cool to see, you know, hey, if I'm going to hold my players accountable, I'm going to hold myself accountable as well. You know, I think you should do that anyway as a manager. Yeah. So how how long is that going to last? And then, you know, until sort of, like, yeah, okay, maybe they win a lot here. But then when they start tanking and it's a dog day yeah, in the summer and yeah. they are. Which, which happens to the Red Sox all the time. Running the third and getting fucking tagged out at third well, again and again. Well, that's, again, I mean, know? that's a fucking issue for this team no matter just running into fucking outs is an issue. But I'll preface it by saying it's it's funny you mentioned that you don't really remember the feral era uh, beginning and it's sort of with how Cora is. And it's, it's interesting that you know, you mentioned that way is because when feral started, he came after the fucking absolute shipwreck of Bobby V, you know, with <laughs> Francona leaving, it was very like, you know, it was a shock to the system. Probably he should still probably be the Red Sox manager, but it is what it is. They get Bobby V. It is, an absolute shit show. It's one of the the worst seasons that the Red Sox have had since, like, you know, sometime in, like, the early 70s or the 60s or something like that. It was horrible. Especially after the the reason why Francona got canned, which was that late season collapse that was epic as well. So Francona comes in. He's the opposite of Farrell or opposite of Valentine. He's not joking. He's very matter of fact. I think there was because there's that change. You go, oh, okay. Well, and the organization and fans were like, all right, good. We're, you know, there's we have some, someone who's not, you know, he's about not baseball. Not fucking biking to work in, in yeah. Lance Armstrong's spandex every day and, and making weird fucking excuses. Um. But yeah, there was, you're right, there was this bullheadedness, there was this sort of stubbornness, there was a very, like, almost uh, this attitude of, like, mm, thank you for your questions, but I know more than, I know better than you, so why don't you just relax? It was sort of that, sort of, um, th- th- that attitude. Now, you have Alex Cora, who is open, who, you know, this, suppose this real good players coach, he understands these, these younger guys, he's fluent in Spanish, so he get he, he relates to so some of our more foreign younger guys, which I think is helping out a lot, but he's now the exact opposite of, of Farrell, so you're right, it is, there, there's a, a grace period, if you will, that he's getting, that I think he deserves, that I also, with that I think that feral shtick sort of got old because you're just like, it doesn't seem that genuine. 
Well, I think at that point he and they weren't also, doing well enough where it, he was pretty much John Henry and Tom Warner's puppet at that point. And well, no, it was more. Um, what's his fucking face? No, um, not the Larry other Lucchino. one. The he other was one. out. Larry Lucchino. No, was no, out. no. But but Farrell was Lucchino's guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when Larry, when they kicked when Larry, Larry out, left, then then yes, you're right. Then yeah. then you know the house of cards fell for John Farrell, which it should have. And I stand true, and I know I've said this on this show and AD before that. You know, I'm very happy that he doesn't have cancer anymore. I also shout out to Jerry Remy for being sick. But I think if he didn't get cancer, he would have been fired. He would have been fired yeah. so much quicker because it was also like his, he was you know, banging a reporter. Jessica Moran, who he's still he's still married to or like he's still with or whatever. There was just too much weird shit going on. But there was also all this like, oh, he's going to be this sort of almost like a stepdad sort of figure, if you will. This that sort of energy. I think with Cora. Yes, he's open. Yes, he sort of has these like, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's something we got to work on or this or that. When he says that shit and when he talks baseball, you're like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. There's it isn't he's not saying it in a PR way. He's he's not saying it in a, oh, I'm going to need to come up with an answer because these guys are going to be asking me these questions at the press uh, at the postgame presser. No, it's no, that's just how he feels. I And I feel like that comes through a lot clear. I don't know. It just. I don't know. I believe him. Yes, I'm a totally brainwashed Red Sox fan. But at the same time, I still like to think, you know, I never believe anything like Ben McAdoo would say. I never believe, Mm-mm. you know, these weird Why? coaches they were losing. stuff. Sean, yes, if, yes, if, yes. If, if the Red Sox yes. were one and seven right now. No, Ben McAdoo's first year, they were playing open. great. They they did really great. They made it to the fucking playoffs. But I could never, I was always like, you just sort of see it, especially in this age of the, of the media onslaught, the 24-hour news cycle that we talk about all the time. You, especially me and you growing up watching fucking ESPN every single morning, you sort of get this, you can kind of get a sense of a guy that, oh, he's a real true guy. Guys like John Calipari, he's outspoken, but you're like, you know what? He, that's who he is. But then you see a guy like Rick Pitino and you're like, "Mm, something's behind that. This is a little shady or something. Or a guy like, um, or like a guy like Brad Stevens. Is like you're like no, I believe everything that fucking comes out of his mind. It just seems too yeah. too honest. Too he's too well spoken. There, there's plenty of guys like that that you coaches or GMs or or execs that you see in the sports world that you're like, oh no, I I sort of get what he's saying. Yeah, if it rubs the organization in the wrong way, like Francona or something like that. Yeah, they might he might have to get shipped out or something for change of scenery or something. But I just feel like Alex Cora has that uh, that quality. And you can tell that the players are behind him. I think that's another thing with Farrell is you could tell the based on the way the players would react to certain you know statements or how things were going. Yes, you're also right; they are winning a bunch now, so it is easy to be to be all yo for sure. But there just seems to be this attitude that's not of the team that's not stifled by the general manager anymore. I, I agree with you. I, I think there's a factor as well of having the veterans of the team like the manager or respect the manager because then that trickles down and other players see that. And I don't think, you know, Dustin or David Ortiz towards the end of Farrell, they did not respect him as much No, in that automatically. If, if, if you're a younger player or not as outspoken or not a significant player and you see the more significant and veteran players act that way, you're, you're not going to put yourself out there and all of a sudden become buddy, buddy with the manager. You know, it's definitely a trickle down. And if they're sensing it and and then even, and then it gets even more exasperated by the, 
vulture media uh, that is the Boston sports media that is, you know, like like the New York sports media or things like that. Like you saw it with Girardi, like random shit he would say. Like, well, that's just how we scout it. And that's why I, why'd you take out your. Like that shit gets old. And yeah. remember, you're the players and the manager and everyone. They all travel so much and all together. You're together all the time. Like you might all have one off day or two off days. And then what? It's what? In the middle of July, you get a couple of days off. And that's about it. Because yeah. of the all-star break. Like then you you're s- with these. You need to respect these people, you yeah. know, and, and, and. You know the openness is a, is a good thing. I'm just wondering until you know they still slip in a little bit, or like I said, it might get into dog days and they've been slipping. You know, lose a couple. When but does I, John Henry come in and or Tom Warren? That is and be I, like, Alex. Hey, loose lips, sink ships. I shut th- the hell up. I think know? Dom Browski has done such a good job and and sort of solidified his place in, in that. You know what? Owner doesn't have to say shit. Warner he doesn't have to say shit. Very many very good players, though. David Price is going on the mound right now. Yes, he's one of the highest paid. I I think he's going to turn around. They just got fucking JD Martinez, who's been playing. Yeah. Who you know, he, there needs to be a grace period. They, like I was saying last week, they made Hanley's new contract is very incentive based. That it's a very you know you need I think to we prove it out to with Hanley because he could have had think two panda situations. Need, yeah, um, you know, has he made bad? Yeah, you know, like the panda signing. Yeah, probably bad. Pretty bad. He just got but caught then up. Again, in it. He, he got also, sold. He got sold. He got pitched very well. That that. But you know, he Panda didn't... was doing how 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 well did he he had Big Poppy numbers in the playoffs. You know, almost yeah. not not as good as Big Poppy in you know 2013. No, yeah, they hit no, over six hundred. But play, Pandas he... who did unbelievable. So he just got caught up in the hype. You know. Yeah, he did. That, that's definitely an extenuating circumstance of a player. Fat fuck still eating pasta on the Red Sox's dime right now. Um. Yeah. Well, a lot of it. Um. I also think, but. Keeping the faith of the, even though he decimated somewhat of the deeper farm system, is bringing up the guys that he wasn't going to get rid of. Um, You know, trusting in the younger guys. I think that's big. Uh, I just, I think it is, it's going to be very interesting if and when, you know, I mean, it's the fucking baseball season and you're right that things happen is that when this team starts losing again or when there's seems to be a problem or, not a problem or maybe a bunch of injuries or maybe this or that, or they, they go on a downswing is all right. What's the response then? I think that's going to be where the true colors are shown. And I'm confident in the fact just from what I've seen with them and what I've heard that I think it's, I think that locker room will stay together yeah. and, and it'll be because of Alex Cora's leadership. Yeah. And going back to your injuries, it's funny. You see someone like Xander Bogarts go down and then I just read a headline that he's out, he's out for 10 days. With the uh, with an ankle injury, yeah, it was rough. Do you see what happened? No, uh, he, I saw a very quick clip. He of went it, for a sliding, you know? yeah, try to get a foul ball, and he ended up just like going down the fucking concrete steps and just like fucking his ankle he, he up. Just fucked that ankle up, yeah. Um, and so you know, someone goes down like that, and you're like, oh my god, they're not gonna be able to score. He was, you know, he's a good scorer. He gets on base. He's the best batter. Yeah, and they end up scoring 14 runs yeah. in the game without fucking him. Mookie. In the first game without him. <laughs> well, yeah, Mookie. Yeah, Mookie is, is. Everyone's playing so well. Benatendi's playing great. It's it's a lot. It was a lot of fun to watch, and that's. But to get back to what I was saying is, all of a sudden it was such a good game that I was like, oh, wait, yeah, the Celtics are on. And I, like, flipped the channel. It was, like, middle of the second corner. Celtics come down, feed, feed, you know, pass, pass, pass Jalen Brown, wide open in the corner, hits a three. I go, all right. Turned it off, went right back to, right the, back right, to it. Right, yeah. right back to it and watch it sail, deal it out. Um, but I think the ongoing with the Red Sox is going to be very interesting, I think, because that's a good of what you were saying about how Alex Corda deals with shit and how this 
I don't know. I, I like the attitude of that team. And now the playoffs with the Celtics is going to be very interesting because of the injuries. Because honestly, it's sort of a, it's not a gimme playoffs because obviously you're a professional, you know, they're professional athletes. They play to win. Brad's going to coach to win. You want to get as long as possible. You want to get as far as possible, rather. But if they lose, I, I was saying this to my coworker, who's she's like a huge Boston sports fan. I go, if they lose in the first round, that's a disappointment, even with these injuries. If they lose in five games in the second round, that's a disappointment. I feel like if they lose maybe game seven of the second round, it's sort of like, meh, yeah. okay, all right, on to next year. But, like, they should get through the second round. I mean, Marcus Smart should be coming back now, conservative estimate, like game six of first round if they need that, depending on who they play. And that's not going to uh, – no, stay away. I don't need – No, he's already need, returned to, like, physical activity. We but don't uh, we, we don't. We don't. We but don't that's the other thing is it's, good. You know what? So if this is going to be sort of – I guess I'll use an, of like an open book test, if you will, that – you know, you have everything that it doesn't really matter. I guess the open book test is not a good, good metaphor, but let the younger guys prove themselves. Like a guy like Shane Larkin, who, you know, if he plays super well, he'll probably get signed to another team or something because who knows that they can hold on. But a guy like, you know, obviously, you know, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are going to be on the team next year. But, okay, what can you prove in the playoffs? All right, a guy like Terry Rozier, can you build your stock up? How, how do you play in the playoffs? Guys like Aaron Baines, guys like um, Greg Monroe. All right, how do you play? All right, do we keep you for next year, or do you put your, or all of a sudden do you play well enough that we keep you, or well, well enough that your value goes up that maybe we can get something else for you? But it's like, so if funny the young guys can prove themselves. Yeah, true. And it's funny having a coach like Brad Stevens. I'm not worried about if a pl- particular player doesn't produce or doesn't show it because. I have such confidence in Brad Stevens that he can, you know, you give him any chess piece, he'll be you able to play. You give him five fucking him. players on a court, he's going to come up with something. You know, like all, exactly, exactly. You know, he built an offense around Marcus Morris, you know, and, and won a game. I saw the, um, but, and you know, they beat, they beat the Wizards at one point. Now that was a little while ago. I think recently they lost to the Wizards. Yes, they but, did last night. Um, so the, I don't yeah, want to they, see they, them. They lost last night by like 14 points or something. Um, I saw the greatest Marcus Morris meme. It was the, um. The guy walking with with his arm over his girlfriend. Yes, but yeah. he's staring back at, yep, yep, at the yep. girl passing him, and it's Marcus Morris's face. And the girl, the girlfriend that he has over his arm, under his arm, is a wide open lane, and he's looking back at a mid range jumper. <laughs> That's perfect. And, oh my god, is that perfect? This is some good meme image right oh, there. I fucking love that, or dude. Celtics it. Twitter. Celtics meme Twitter is some of the funniest fucking shit. I've ended up following like such weird fucking dudes on Twitter just because of the random shit that gets that got retweeted into my timeline during Twitter during uh, Celtics games. And oh my god, some of these guys can meme their meme their balls off. It's so funny. That's funny. Is uh, but so it's uh, it's exciting sports time. The <laughs> I don't know, you know, with. I mean, we talked all last week about NFL, so we don't have to get into well, that. No, I, well, it, what, what's the number one sport that we just watched that truly commemorates? You know, you wouldn't tell it springs on around because we have fucking snow on the ground. Indian but, team tag? Yeah, it could be. Have you seen yes. that? No, boy, what? There's professional tag. Oh, I've seen that. Like it's in a warehouse and they have all like obstacles and shit. You can oh, run around. Oh, so and... that, but it's team tag. It's it's this. It's like a. It, you're on this like, maybe like a tennis court size, not even. But you got to get. 
Red Rover, Red Rover. You gotta, these guys, they have to get to like a certain part of the other team's side and back to their side without getting touched. And it's like point or like you win the round or something like that. And it's super popular in like India and Pakistan. And my buddy Nate is right now in India um, traveling for work. And like we would find it online or something like that. And we'd like send it back, like, yo, look how fucking ridiculous this is. He's going to see and it then live. And he literally Tell was going to go see it live. No, no, no. So he's in his hotel room and he sent me a Snapchat. Literally him flicking through the channels and then it's primetime sports and it's fucking this tag game. It's got some other name to it. Oh my God. It's great. How Not to you, derail you. No, but how do you how do you call a game like that? You know, it's like, like I mean, I think there's like, like a, oh, okay. there, there's an element he, he of he dodged another one. He dodged another one. Okay, it's you know, dude, it's, he dodged the pole and then he comes back. Okay, he dodged uh, another person. You know, like how the hell do you professional tag India? Yep, it was it literally filled. It's called it's called Kabaddi. Base. It's called Kabaddi. <laughs> Let me show this to you. Yeah, pro tag. It is phenomenal. All right, you know. Yo, they got like, it looks like almost like a handball court. It, it does, like a tennis right? Ball court. Oh, and they're getting Look at pumped. these guys they're jumping getting... up and down all doing right, the scissor right. jumps. Hey, don't them. You know, they just cover themselves in Vaseline so they get, get touched. Greased up deaf guy. Greased, the best Family Guy. Yeah, can't catch me. Oh, my man does a flip. Getting ready for it. All right, he knew the camera was on him. He's gonna do oh, a yes, flip. Oh yes, these guys do. Hammer time. Who? We, you know, yeah, so it's like too. literally like what it looks like it. So you uh, see that other the one section? There's two lines. So it's a big old team other? sports. So you're literally. That's the other thing is because if you Wait go to tag a guy, you can get tagged very easily. Wait, he's trying to catch. So he's is, trying to get is, his foot in. This is not very good podcast material, but no, we'll we'll post this maybe. Yeah, definitely post this. This is wild. So Why he's trying to get the leg out there like he's trying to kick him? Get him! Oh, shit! They're, okay, are they raping him? They're raping him. Well, it is India. Sean, why are they pulling his shorts down? It is India. Oh, God. I don't think so they want out. him to put that in there. Wow, that's okay. hairy. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to post this video. This is... And this it's like... an Olympic it's, sport. Dude, it's super fun. So I guess you're trying to get into that all the way... You like curling. Then this is nothing like it. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. All right. Okay, it's. Yeah, I'll show you more later because this is absolutely yeah. This imagery. is bad, bad radio. Definitely but. post that on on the that that Facebook page. I was. But as you as you were saying, oh, you can't just throw. it. You were trying to do the old sports transition earlier. Well, what you were trying to get oh, into the Masters. I was yes. trying to get to the Masters. How cool is it to see Tiger Woods out there doing that? Granted, you know he he made it to the final day. You watching him play? Granted, he only yeah. Shot he made, no, the fact one, that he made two. the cut and he played well, you know and. Pretty impressive. He shot a sixty nine. Nice. Yeah, um, he, you know he loved it. He he loved shooting sixty nine. Yeah, he had six. He knew he could have sixty nine. So he just like he was like, you know what? I'm not gonna. You know, I gotta get. I gotta get a birdie here. Um, it but, was uh yeah. It was fun. That was yeah. like one of the first masters in a couple of years that I like actually paid a lot of attention to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, rooting for the, it was funny, you know, it feels like old school rooting for him and Phil and he saw Sergio Garcia. Oh, oh my God. Tin cup. Whole, oh my God. I mean, it wasn't totally tin cup because like, what was it? That first day or the second day? You're the reigning champ and you, and you have a, what is it? A plus seven on a You hole? put a 12 on a scorecard and mm. fucking Augusta. But I mean, that's like me water. out there. Five in the water in a row. Like, do I just do the snowman and I can move on? Or like, no, you got to keep hitting. So you have to keep going. And it wasn't like he was hitting it right into the water. It was that, you know, those greens are insane. 
it was Until just, the last he was day really was just miss. He was getting it deep under the green with his roll, and he was just missing the lip that he wanted. He just kept missing, and then he would take the lip the wrong way, gain too much speed, and then a rolly, 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 loop five times, four times, four times, five times. Good lord, I would love to hear what's going on in Jordan Spieth's head when he plays because. You could tell that obviously he's serious. He's a competitor, and and you know he has his mindset. But you could see he's just having so much fun. Oh yeah! Like Christine, we were watching it, and Christine was watching it too because Jack really wanted to watch. Jack was was in fat. He could not get enough of golf. Well, it's good colors, um, and it's it moves just yeah, fast just enough, enough where you could see it. Yeah, yeah, you could see the ball and and all that. And after one of the holes, he missed a putt, or he did something where he he should have had an easy eagle yeah. or birdie and he missed it or yeah he missed, close. His e- he missed his eagle and and he said he, and you could see he kind of mouthed fuck and christine was like did he just say fuck like isn't that against the like isn't that i'm like yeah he's a younger player he doesn't really you know like he there's that footage of him sack whacking his his caddy after winning so the, goddamn the, was that it might have been the masters yeah, when he masters the, two years ago two years ago he's sack whacking him in the hallway oh, yeah. like you know, it's so funny. Uh, he, yeah, he's great. He, yeah, um, it was good to see a Patrick Reed out there and his weird jiggly, you know, jiggly with his, and it's like his wife that looked like she just came from like the fucking gym or something like, like, yeah, her, his wife looked like, like an, like what the milk. old ladies look like at my gym where like they, they have, you know, they, they have their, their jet blonde hair or whatever. And then like some pink hat and pink thing with sunglasses. Like, why are you wearing Goofy sunglasses? Goofy You're printed inside. yoga pants. Why are you wearing sunglasses? Granted, she was outside, obviously, at the golf thing. Yeah. It, there was no sun to be had that day. I thought, um, starting on Sunday, I was like, Rory, because Rory played so well on Saturday, then I was like, oh, he wants this. And he did. And he all, you know, his first two, three holes, it was like, ooh, he could uh, do it. And then, I mean, it wasn't, he, he sort of floundered. I mean, he played great, but not well enough to, you you thought he was gonna overtake Patrick Reed because Patrick Reed wasn't playing that great. you know had a couple like oh miss putt there you should yeah. and then you know out of nowhere Jordan Spieth and yeah. I was telling Dad he's like oh I don't know about Jordan buddy on like Friday and I was like no 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 this is where Jordan Spieth's the best is when he's not being talked about and he's still sort of right there on the fringe birdie, and he birdie, can just yeah par, just slowly slow next thing you know eagle. he's in third place and people are like oh wow look yeah. at Jordan Speed that's yeah, how he does he's definitely it. a tortoise type. And Racer. Ricky was playing really, really well. I, I got. I want to see Ricky get a fucking uh, a major, man. You know, what's so funny too is I was thinking when I was watching him on Sunday play, and you know he was so good. I'm actually starting to take him seriously now, and it's not because of anything he's done or lack of play or like that. It's because of his goddamn outfits. Like I can't. I, I for some reason yeah, he's done I'm with the. Like, I mean, he still has the fluorescent kind of stuff, but he doesn't. And it's sort of the flat brim, but it looks those, a little bit more refined now. Yeah, it's not. You know, it, it obviously it's golf apparel. It can get tacky or whatever and be fine. But there was just an element where I didn't respect him as much as for a golfer because I'm like, there's just way too much time you're taking to to figure out what you want to wear. And like, he, I want to be the fluorescent guy. He looked like a guy that, which is true, that he had a choice in life when he was younger is do I become a professional motocross rider or <laughs> a professional golfer? And he's like, you know what, I'm gonna do. Go, I'm gonna go the safe route and be a and be a golfer. Do you think Ricky's one of those where, like, at all the golf functions and stuff, everyone makes fun of him, but then, like, 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 oh, here comes Ricky and his fluorescent freaking thing, like, like, oh, hey, buddy, yeah, yeah, good job, you know? Like, no, you think, I think he's so chill. Like I think, that. I think because he's so like naturally cool. Like, you can see Justin Rose and, and Jordan like giving him the elbow, like giving each other the elbow, like fucking here comes Ricky. 
I, I know what you're saying. Hey, guys. I, hi. Hi. What's going on? That's probably, hi, what's the, going on? That's probably the case. Sorry, I just had a monster energy drink. So if I seem a little crazy, it's because I had a monster energy drink. That's probably the case with like a guy like Smiley Kaufman. Why are you wearing your flat brim hat? Some of the younger guys. What? I I hear what you're saying, but I think he's so good, and I also think he's just so naturally cool that like other the older (laughs) older naturally cool. Well, you know those guys. I think guys sweat him hard. He also has a super hot girlfriend, Allison Stoke, who was was a really really good pole vaulter. Remember her? Um, I think I did. I bring this up. I think I think I brought this up off mic or whatever. Maybe. Um. Oh, so funny thing about the Masters, uh, after my epic collapse of not winning, you know, winning a grand total of $24 in my NCAA bracket, um, my buddy does a Masters pool and gets like tons of guys in it and all my friends are into it. I was sort of like, I don't really know, want to know if I just want to throw away $20 because at least with <laughs> the basketball, like I have somewhat of an idea. I mean, I'm always right there with the basketball. I know shit about golf. So I'm like, I'm not going to just throw away $20 here just to like, you know, because I don't pay attention to golf. Then again, if I start gambling on it, maybe I would pay attention more. But I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and last Wednesday, because I was up working in the other office, I get to work um, on, you know, a week from tomorrow morning or a week ago. And they're like, oh, so who do you got in your pool or whatever? And I'm like, oh, there's a master pools in here. And it was only like five or 10 bucks or something. And I was like... And the older sales guy, Bob, who's a big golf guy, um, his buddy has this huge pool that they go every year. And it's one of those pools where you don't, they don't try to like keep it selective. They're like, let's get as many people in this as possible. How tall is the diving board though? Yeah, like eight feet. Okay. And, but, uh, so back to what I was saying, the, <laughs> so Bob goes, Hey, my buddy's running this pool. They want as many people. Like, let me get the office. So all these people in the office, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Um, my one coworker, JJ, who almost also won his bracket. He was a little salty about that. <laughs> he had Jordan Reed, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth as his top three. So you're like, dude, so like yeah, it's, it's a huge a bad, pool. So there's decent yeah. payouts to like, you know, the fifth place or something. He, he's, he's coming in thinking he's going to get a, get at least a little bit of something or, you know, let me see the standings, Bob, about what it is. Let me see where I was or whatever. Um, talk to him quickly when I'm getting coffee about that. Sit down at my desk. Next thing I know, the other Bob's assistant, one of the sales assistants, comes around and she has this envelope full of money. And I'm like, ooh, who's getting paid out? No, here's your entry fee again. Here's your entry fee. Sorry, sorry. I'm like, what the what the hell happened? Well, yeah, Bob sent over all our submissions, but the guy never put it into his pool. So what? the whole weekend... The people who bet these money are like, oh, I had Patrick Reed. Oh, like, oh, I'm going to lose everything. It, nothing. No, nah, here's it. 20 bucks back. Just it never, you never know, what? for anything. How fucking hilarious is that? It's it's hilarious, but the majority of the people were excited because they didn't win shit, but they actually yes. got in their money yeah, back. Their money but back. if you were that person that you That's thought what I'm saying, you my buddy won, JJ, it's like, ooh, he, I would be he, so mad. Dude, I went back over there and like he knew I went to his cube and he just looked at me and he just gave me this look like, you're going to be fucking good. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, man. And I'm like, hey, that's Bob for you, huh? And he's like, that's Bob dude, because he has to deal with him too. And, I'm, and he Bob. just shook his head and I just walked away. Because I'm like, there's nothing I can say right now. God damn. But yeah, that was, uh, that got me in the mood to golf again. And especially after golfing in Aruba, or not Aruba, Saint. Well, we'll know, do that. We'll go to that par three course and we'll bring yes. the uh, digital audio recorder and we we'll should, fuck around. And... We should do that again. We got to do right. that soon. Sean's teeing up with the seven and into the woods again. Yeah. And that's. 
do you have an extra ball set? Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go golfing this Saturday at, it's called F- Far Corner. It's in Boxford. Oh, all right. I don't know. So it's out of season still. So you're, we're playing like winter rates or whatever. And their twilight starts at two o'clock. So we have a two o two tee time. Nice. So we're paying for nine holes, but they have twenty seven there because they have like you know you can play technically three different eighteens. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. There. Um. And so we're just paying for the lo- re- reduced price of twilight, reduced price of non in season, full price for the cart, and then it's like sweet more money for beers. So I'm getting back out there again. I'm pretty excited about it. Realized I didn't have a single ball, so I went to the <laughs> golf funny? galaxy, and I was like, like the first roll of golf balls. I'm like, Jesus Christ, 12 balls cost like $48. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? I'm like, you have your golf glove? Yeah, I have two now. Nice. Um, you would. Well, because Charlie gave me one for beating his ass and, in the Cayman Well, no, Cayman, he just gave me one, um, and I held on to it because uh, it's the nice Titleist one that fits me well. Uh but then, like, you go to the second rack, and you're like, oh, yeah, the Callaways. Like, they're only, t- you know, t- t- $21 or something. And you're like, all right, well, I'll, I'll just get those. Yeah. So, got that. But I also have a shit bag. So, Casey has a set of women's clubs with, like, a nice bag. And, like, every time I'm about to go out, she's like, you know, you can always just s- switch out my clubs with your clubs. So you're going to have, like, a, a respectable bag. <laughs> you know what? I might have to start doing might that have now. To do or, that. like, yeah. get a bag or something. Go on Craigslist or something. But yeah, so golfing is going. Um, some sports player, you were telling me about this earlier when we were talking on the phone on, the, on our way here back from work, both of us, that I only caught a headline of, but there was something with Bob Kraft and Meek Mill or something. What yeah, was he it? went to visit him in prison and he's coming out and saying this. So, you know, as a young man shouldn't be in here and it's all this other, you know. But you like you look into the story, and Meek Mill had been in trouble in the past, and he broke his probation like four or five times in four or five different ways, and then in, because he got in trouble again recently, they didn't let him out on bail because of all of the broken thing. Like, mm-hmm. You know, he broke his probation so many times, so now he's they're like, okay, we're not letting you out with bail while we still try to figure out these new charges. So he's in there saying, oh, I shouldn't be in there. So and Robert Kraft, I. I, I I I don't know. I was trying to figure it out all day. Of is it you know he, he you know he's older man but wants to be plugged into the younger social pipeline or is he you know hey I have some downtime I want to try to do good things for good people and I've been t- you know this is the latest headline that I've seen that Meek Mill and you know this well not even know, the latest I think so I think it- Meek Mill by the way R I P Meek Mill because. You got in a Twitter, not Twitter. You got in a rap battle with fucking Drake and lost, and got, got not not just kicked. lost. Got at, got Red Sox beat fourteen killed. to one. Yeah, yeah. There's Two times over. Twitter fingers turn into Twitter fingers. Trigger. Fingers. I ain't the type of Jesus. that'll type the. Um, is that a world tour or your girls tour? Ugh, I know just, you got to be a thug for, her, but this ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Oh, that is Lord. the greatest fucking line ever by Shauna, and that and that's not like Fifty Cent coming at you or Se- Drake. Yeah, like singing. He calls himself. He goes, "You're getting bodied by a singing." Yeah. So let's just. I'll keep that in perspective. So maybe it is so, charity work that. Kraft so what is I was doing. thinking but is why 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 does right, a billionaire? Right. Put so I think out the there? connection is because of the Super Bowl. 
the Eagles, they're they sort of they're rallied so, around. Yeah, all right, all right. So, yeah. so they they're sort of rallied song. around, and their big song was "Dreams and Nightmares" by Meek Mill. Meek Mill is a Philly guy, um, and a lot of people, you know, free Meek Mill. Make sure Meek Mill sees this. You know, this Super Bowl for Meek Mill. It was he was very much in the zeitgeist of this last Super Bowl was Meek Mill because of the music and because of who he is and because of sort of the crazy nature in which he was still incarcerated. Um, now I think probably Robert Kraft is, he's no dummy. He pays attention to what's going on. I'm sure at some point he called his assistant, assistant in and when, all right, who is this Meek Mill character? Yeah. He called Stacey James. in. And- I'm sure there was uh, a conversation and, you know, he's a thoughtful man. He's, you know, he, he's, very public. He, so he has to, I think he understands that he needs to sort of understand. He's looking to the, fuck the black culture. He needs to That's understand the doing. culture. <laughs> he needs to understand the culture. And I'm sure there was like a thing and he found out who he was and whatnot. And, um, you know, sort of the circumstance. Now, after you said, um, yeah, you know what? Uh, after looking, so when you brought that up, I actually went on the Wikipedia and tried to get a gist of, why it's why people are like it's unfair or whatever now yeah he you know violating parole patron you know there's there's a lot of stuff but apparently the last judge that he had that he should have just been back on a house arrest back on probation not been incarcerated is sort of based on sort of the timeline of how everything's going and and what he's sort of repaid and the community service that he's done and time that he's served and stuff it wouldn't be normal for him to have to go back to jail, especially as a guy that he could probably repay, you know, as a public figure could probably, you know, do better community service. That, that means more. So Meek's attorney made several allegations of inappropriate statements by the judge and the action of this judge that put him away is in, in court said that she requested that he re-record a Boys to Men song and in that song be able to make sure that her name is shouted out and that she wanted him to leave his his record company, Rock Nation, and sign with a record label that was run by one of her friends. Okay. And that when he was doing community service, she would just show up randomly which no judge does maybe like different lawyers or maybe different, you know, officers of the court or things like that, or people of the state would show up randomly, but n- nowhere does a judge go and like check up on someone doing community service and other like irregularities. So apparently it was like, and because he was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to sign with your buddy and no, I'm not going to like make this song. She's like, all right, well back to jail for you. Wow. Yeah. You can't be, you can't. Be so that's the, that's the ridiculousness of like, uh, of like w- what's surrounding that. I just, that blew, blew my mind when oh, I, when good, I, though. cause I think I, when I reread that, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember reading about that. Like maybe like a year ago or something. Um, but I'm probably tuned a bunch of shit out because of the Super Bowl. Um, it is just, it's ridiculous. And it's also kind of ridiculous that like Robert Kraft is like, you know what? I'm going to go to the, the Bucks County community or Bucks Bucks County jail and see how my man Meek is doing. It's just it's just interesting because I, I I get it I get why you know yeah. I can, I get it I get why he would but you know you look at numbers and stuff and there's millions and millions here I just pulled up a 
stat here, 844 million people living without access to safe water. You know, yeah. I, I'm just throwing that out there. There's other causes that you can really get behind other than some, you know, judge trying to get her snap get chap game up or some shit. You know, or like, like get some off. sort of like kickback from some yeah, random exactly. fucking shady record producer. Yeah, just, yeah, fuck off all of you. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that is ridiculous. Um, oh, what? Would you, um, I don't know, we're just gonna, I'm gonna harshly change topics here because... What did you think of, did you see anything about Zuckerberg at Congress? Only, only because we've talked about. Yeah, Facebook saw a little bit past. of it. Um, it, it. It's interesting. I feel like someone like that in that position that he is in and the control he has with within, you know, the, the government and the shadow government and all that stuff is, of course, they're going to throw him softball questions. They're not – he's on the hot seat per se, but – that was all more no. of a facade than anything. It was more just to appease the people appease in the Congress masses, yeah. and, and, and not to – there's going to be no ramification. He's not going no. anywhere. Go in, take you his lungs, access answer some fucking questions. information he's given the government that they've used against us. Like, also, he's fine. He's robotic. He, there, there's a crazy – There's some memes out there already that are so just, funny. Oh, yeah. There's that one where About it's like – like move arm out, grab mug, drink water. Humans drink water. Hum- yeah. Remember, humans drink water, so you need to drink water. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's such a fucking facade, and especially like, do you really think fucking senators of our United States are gonna be so technologically fucking literate that they're gonna ask them the actual questions? No, they're getting these other questions. You know, they're asking them. You know, many a softball question, many, and also questions that are just so easily deflected by a guy in that position. And what? All he, he's there. He's on camera. He says he's sorry. They're working. They're working to do better. The you know, it's free, so it's fine. And you know, yeah, do we need to maybe check in? Yoke. It's all just fucking hearsay. It's throwing bread to the fucking hungry. You know, just all right, eat it up. We're whatever, holding the people cycle. accountable. No, well, not, not really, because I bet and I'm a sh- whole lot of people knew what he could do. And, and I'm sure there's shit that they've already fucking noticed that, you know, as a private company, they're not about to go out and be like, hey, this is a problem with us. They already fucking knew it. And it just takes the time. And now it's because of the articles and because of the Cambridge Analytical thing. That That's what I'm saying. One loudmouth Cambridge it, Analytica guy. If he wasn't that loudmouth douchebag, we wouldn't have had any of this. And well, Facebook good. would eventually it's, have gotten caught, but that, it would have been too late. It's, it's too good. late anyway. Yeah, they, it's good that that information got out there. But it's also like it became such a social, such a popular social upheaval that they had to be like, all right, well, you need to come in and answer some questions. Two days of questions and you know, sitting on his fucking booster seat so that he doesn't look like the meek little man that he is. Um, you got to remember, Edward Snowden warned warned us all about all yeah, of this. Yeah, paid any sort of fucking attention to like what what's going on with technology and those those, uh, especially social media comes. It's it's no fucking surprise that this it comes down to this. Although the one thing that I am like, this might not that he's like under oath or anything, or even that it'd be like perjuring or something because he's not actually charged with anything. But they asked him. Do Facebook listen to the microphones on people's phones? And he's like, no. Like, all right, man. That's just, that's blatantly fucking false. Because he says, well, no, because he could say, no, we technically don't. We don't, we don't listen on your microphone. You give us access to your microphone and, and other, com- the, other and third party companies might use that information or something. Use, we don't, but oh, they yeah, might. No, they, they use our fast track to your phone and that's it. Yeah, that because there's that shady, that shady like rule or disclaimer thing that you sign off on when you say you agree to the terms. Exactly, there's that shady term where it's something like, 
Facebook might utilize the audio in the background of videos you may post or may not post to get a feeling of where you are and what surroundings and what are you listening to. And like, it's like this, it's supposed to like, it's supposed to help you out and like put, put stuff in front of you that you might like. And it's like, yeah, it's no, it's really algorithm. just reading us, you know, and, and it takes, trying to sell us shit and we it's don't not need. like you can't go into their settings and find that or, or turn off certain things. Now you need to dig deep and you need to find the random pages of settings of this, of that, of that, you know, into this, into that, into this to find stuff, but it's there. So it's not like you can't, it's not like a, a personal user can't go in and shut off all these sort of settings that, you know, if you paid, you know, if you figure it out, you could do it, which I've done, even though I don't go on anymore. I just think it was very, yeah. it's, I saw it's a, just uh, interesting that it's like, oh, feed them to the wolves. It's like, no, not really. Also, I thought it would be funny that like, if like an old center was just like, yeah, yeah, hey, Mark, yeah, Mark, yeah, how can I, um, how do I unfriend my ex-wife? Yeah, no, yeah, that's it. That's all I, that's all I wanted. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I did see an interesting video the other day where these people who um, they just gotten married and like they, they just started really you know being together and they they never had a cat never had pets never had kids nothing but they said okay we're gonna test this and for the next two days we're gonna talk about nothing but how we want to get a cat and then sure enough that fourth like it it was two days they talked about it third day they just didn't talk about it at all that fourth day they both went on their own facebook accounts and they got hit with nothing but cat ads of like cat food and cat scratching things and so like obviously that yeah. it's a very sean Dude, when it, i first started openly talking about wanting to uh ask christine to marry me i started seeing diamond ring stuff pop up on, yeah. on some of my stuff and it wasn't because i was looking at it online and stuff i hadn't had not and and it, interesting enough that's when i started looking at it online and stuff because i saw an ad for it because yeah. they heard me talking about it and yeah no and that that me. should i get is like when i search a certain thing obviously because of my cookies and because of the caches and stuff cookies. it's gonna show up on google it's gonna show up on targeted ad stuff that makes sense to me also, what I hate is that, like, when I go and buy a, my last pair of, like, running shoes that I bought, like, I then get hit with an ad for the same exact pair of shoes. It's like, what? I already fucking bought these. And the reason why I'm getting fucking advertised this is because you know I already bought these. Because I bought them through an ad through this. And it's like, that I hate. But when Casey gets a new suitcase called an Away suitcase, and she was talking about it, and we were talking about, oh, the Away suitcase. Oh, it has this, it has that. Literally the next time, and on my fucking Instagram is a targeted ad about away. I never searched it. Actually, maybe she was on my computer and used it. But, like, there's just random shit that no searching, no nothing, and you just talk about it. Next thing you know, it's fucking there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised the next time I scroll through my Instagram, I see an ad for The Quiet Place. Just because last night I was saying, Casey said, was saying how she wants to go see A Quiet Place. And, which, sure enough. Are you going to see that? I think we're going to. I don't, you know me, I don't really like horror movies, but apparently, apparently this isn't like a true horror movie. It is a thriller, scary movie. But you know which one I'm talking about? No. With John wait. Krasinski and um, what's her face? But like they can't say anything. Like the sounds attract the monsters or what? Or whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, I did. I, you know what? I do remember seeing it. Yeah. There's 17 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Whoa. It's like. And apparently it's, I was reading a blog and uh, my coworker was saying it too. It's like, she's like, you've never been more self-conscious about like eating popcorn. You're like, oh, oh shit. Everyone can hear me. Like, oh I my think God. I'm just going to not eat anything. It's like, oh, I got the nachos for it. And you're like. Because <laughs> apparently the movie's like so fucking quiet, but it's also like super engaging. 
Ooh. Apparently, it's like a, there's an amazing yeah. twist at the end. Apparently, I don't. I mean, I don't know it. Yeah. But um, I've well, it's funny you that. say that, Sean, because we uh were in a movie and there is almost no dialogue in the movie that you or I are in. No, Uzi. The call the movie's called Uzi. We've definitely talked about it before. Um, but it is being released this Friday at the Boston Film Festival of Kendall Square. And uh, we're really excited. A five o'clock showing. Hopefully we'll both be there. And um, yeah, it's I about it's an eight, anywhere between so. eight to ten minute movie. Oh, and, it's only I thought it was like 12. I thought it was like 15. Or yeah, something no, like. it's about eight to ten minutes. And, you know, they finally figured out all the CGI stuff. And you could see you and I running down. And like when we're yeah, running we down the, 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 uh, the, the, the road, like you look at the building that we're running by and it has like shit all on it. And then as we're running, you saw the trailer though. If you mm-hmm. don't know if you remember the one part where when we're running on down the street trying to get him, Turn you see corner. one of the breakers, one of the electrical breakers explode. Oh really? Yeah, it's a nice little. Touch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then the, uh, the other one of me breaking through the door, running in and getting smashed. That's in the face. what I'm excited yeah, that, about. That, that should see. be that should be pretty cool. So that 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 definitely be interesting. Just check that and out. There's on almost no talking. The U- Uzi like the... movie from Realized Production. Yes, yeah, check yeah, yeah. Kickstarter out. Uzi Uzimovie.com. Gotta love that. Dude. Yeah, check their Kickstarter. I know they have a Kickstarter so that raise money to get themselves in other uh, film festivals, which is great. Those Sam and um, and and Peter are great guys. They make they're super talented, and we we're. I mean, it was it's been quite a fucking while. I mean, I was doing that when I was still living in Somerville. I remember, I remember showing up <laughs> hungover out of my mind. They're like, "You're gonna be a zombie." I'm like. Great, I'm already in character. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, okay, you have to run down this like, football field length concrete street about 15 fucking well, times." No, they're in like, a "We'll row. get a couple takes." I'm like, "Okay, I could do." It. And they're like, "Yeah, another take." I'm like, "Oh god, another take." I'm like, "Okay, okay." That was fun. All right, I'm like, "Can you give me like a minute, please?" Like, I haven't ran in my friend, but that was a lot of fun doing that. That was good. Uh, what was the other? Oh yeah, the other movie related thing is that where I think we're both going to check out maybe till for next episode we'll talk about is the new Andre the Giant yeah. documentary on HBO, um, which you know are the king of fucking documentaries and Bill Simmons is producer and he does he's had amazing Thirty for Thirty so yeah yes from what I've read and from the trailer that I've seen it looks like it's going to be amazing not even if you're just like a wrestling fan I mean you know if you're a wrestling fan or what I'm sure it's going to be like amazing. Uh, otherwise, but it's apparently it's just fucking great. I mean, what a character, you know, what a, what a man that guy was. So I'm excited to watch that. And we'll, uh, on the next episode of Heembro show, number 36, Sean Heenahan's Wee football number, uh, we'll go back over it and sure we'll have plenty more to talk Frank about Thomas next was week. 35. Yeah, that's right. He was. Ricky Henderson. Ooh. Some good 35s. Some baseball I thought Ricky ones. Henderson was 45. Yeah. It was probably 35. Yeah. Well, God, how many fucking teams did he play for? I'm sure he was um, a number of numbers. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for... Uzimovie.com. Yeah, check that out. Uzimovie.com. Please check their Kickstarter out. It's, you know, a few bucks here or there. It's always helpful. Um, SoundCloud.com slash Heenbro Show. Yep. Uh, great. And we'll talk to you guys next week. In Bro Show.